Girl, want no Beyonce haters as listeners. <laughs> Tim, hi, brother. How are you? I'm better now. Yeah, I see my sibling. Sibling. Literally. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just. <laughs> I got to tell you. So I think I've talked about my. Um, the the gay twink at the gym yes he was very friendly with me i he liked my bob bob the drag queen hoodie. why do i want to call him micah i don't his name is not micah it's like jared or something it's no but not that far off i think that's pretty good <laughs> uh i'm gonna beep it out just in case he does listen hey what's up planet fitness um Hi. no free ads but uh Ooh. i walked in today to get my workout and he definitely like looked at me and said hey and then he saw my shirt he's like and he just nodded. I was like, I know. <laughs> I know you were there too. It's fine. You no, know, if you weren't there, I don't know why not. Support your black drag queens. Like you support the white ones. Support them. Support them. Yeah. Um, I, I am. I do want to go see Bob on the Madonna tour. I'm okay with that. Like, huh. I don't have to see that. Um, I'm good with the grandmas with BBLs. So that's the thing. I I'm I'm curious about that part of the show. Like, yeah. what does a Madonna show look like at the stage of her career she's in? I would hope that it looked like the Janet Jackson one because that looked like a fun time. I, All my friends that went, I was like, ooh. Was was that the the jazz fest at New Orleans that she did that? I don't think that was in New Orleans. Uh, the, oh, she's, she's doing, doing a tour, tour. She's doing a tour. She's doing a tour tour. Okay, I, I yeah. thought I mean, she may have done that a couple of years ago. She did the the jazz fest down there as like one of the headliners. Probably I saw yeah. where Busta got on stage with her, and they did their thing. It makes sense. Uh huh. Hi, Busta Rhymes. Hey, Busta Rhymes. <laughs> um, Hi, <yeah>. Method Man. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Tim. Um, I wanna sit on it. Uh, anyway, oh, 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 with a run at the end. <laughs> That's special. Um, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, shout out. Is she touring? Is she doing any shows anytime soon? Um, not that I know of, and I really need to be on the lookout for that because it's. Probably about that time. That I was gonna she, say she's usually like a spring summer kind of girl, right? Yeah, she's like I remember the days where she used to do like Valentine's Day mm-hmm. concerts, and me being my lonely old self, I would go out there and just at the Fillmore in Silver Spring, Maryland, y'all. I'm not there anymore, so don't try to find me. Um, uh-huh. But. It was just like it was like three years of that, and I was yeah. just enjoying it. She didn't even have any new uh, music out, but I just yeah. ugh, every time, every chance I can get, like just give me more and more and more of. Yeah, I know you love her. She might be one of your heroes, you might say. Just might be. And speaking of heroes, you know, when a hero comes along, 
Uh, we're talking about them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a really fun encounter this past weekend, and it inspired me to bring up a topic of heroes and uh, those the people that we kind of worship as heroes when our heroes fail us, all that kind of all that kind of fun talk. So I thought we might dive. What in hero did you go see? I got to see. Seven Dust and Alter Bridge, two bands that um, I really mm-hmm. enjoy. Seven Dust, too, is the band I've seen the most live. Whenever they go, I, I'm always there. So we're in the, like, the double digits now of seeing them. Um, but I had a chance encounter and met LeJean Witherspoon, <gasps> singer of Seven Dust. Oh my um, God. Randomly. And my I just absolutely melted. And <laughs> Did I you got pictures. Him? And I'll throw a picture maybe here if you guys want to see me and Lejean. Um, it was so good. It was so. so good. I have a question. Yeah. Did he smell good? He smelled so good. So he smelled good, mm-hmm. and like just the most humble person. Like just mm-hmm. everybody that was around him, he was like pausing and taking photos. Like he was just grabbing a drink. He yeah. didn't. I don't think he thought he would be. You know, mom like that, um, yeah. and like it was so sweet, so patient. And um, I posted the photo on the Seven Dust like Facebook group. I shared Facebook because I'm old. Um, <laughs> I posted it on the Facebook group, and it's got like 500 likes. And all these people are like, "I've met him before. He's such a sweetie." Like just um, nothing but positive comments about Lejean, which I'm not surprised about. Um, my and Derek, who you know. Mm-hmm. For my birthday a couple years Hi, ago. Hi, Derek. Hey, Derek. Derek got me a cameo of Lejean saying happy bir- singing happy birthday to me and all this stuff, which was very sweet. Um, so now I've got this cameo video of him, and now I got these photos of this meeting and me like trying to hold back tears. Um, it was it was I fangirled so hard. Um, I love that. It was really, really good. And so, yeah, and so we were trying to think about topics. I was like, let's talk about our heroes. That sounds like fun. So, yes. you want to get into it? Of course. Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Bear. And this is Cub. And Chub. Beep, 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 beep. Ew, we did it. First take. First take. We did heroes. Everybody, we're um, back. Now I'm so skinny. I don't know what to you do. You are. It's oh, giving no. thin. Oh, are you wasting away? It's giving hungry. Um, giving <laughs> Hungarian. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, thin is not the goal. No. Um, but this lighting is just hitting my cheekbones in a way where I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? I'm really I mean, like, you know. <clears throat> anyway, um, Tim, so we're talking about heroes, mm-hmm. which I think can be kind of a big word in terms of like what we're trying to pinpoint here. Um, again, I was kind of inspired from meeting um, meeting somebody who I, I've really, really obsessed with and really loved for 25 years and uh, in love with their voice because I want to be a singer and he's an amazing singer. So just somebody I've looked up to and has not failed me yet. Yes. Just, I'm just, Lejean, please. I just, anyway. So. 
I think it's very simple. Like, live the life that you want to live mm-hmm. offline. Like, offline. <laughs> don't don't get caught up with these Twitter fingers. Don't just if you feel like it might be a controversial thing, just keep it to yourself. Okay, remind me. We're gonna circle back to this about canceled heroes or dumb heroes. Paul Stanley of Kiss did some stupid shit in last week. I know we don't talk about Kiss on this podcast, um, but I'm going to bring it up. But anyway, so Tim, I wanted to ask you, like, who were some of your heroes or or people that you looked up to when you were growing up and inspired you? So I was very sheltered as a child. So I didn't have many, like popular people or celebrities as heroes i literally my mom was my hero Mm -hmm. like i felt like she was some sort of super powered like entity that could do everything always in all ways and she's still seem to like be able to take care of herself and get rest. <laughs> like I don't, and the older that I get, the more I'm just like, how did you do this girl? <laughs> like I don't yeah. get, um, but yeah, like my mom was my hero. Um, my associated minister <laughs> was my hero. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, I just like normal people that, you know, just gave me some sort of attention (laughs) ended up being my hero. One of my biggest heroes was my Sunday school teacher, uh, Connie. I don't even remember his last name. I'm so sorry, but I don't. Um, but we have to we'd beep it out anyway, so that's okay. All good. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was just cool, and he encouraged me to uh, study for myself instead of just go along with whatever the church said. Mm. And to this day, that that like still is something that is within me. That I'm like, no, that's not how I perceive it. And this is why. And that's not exactly what that said. You can, you know, you should read. Like, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so shout out to him. He definitely, like, I appreciated his take on things. And so I didn't, yeah, like, norm, just normal everyday people with jobs that, had the wherewithal to instill a little like self-esteem in 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 a kid so yeah but yeah what about you well i mean as a kid i definitely looked up to my parents as like heroes and idols you know in the in, in those ways and um i was always like really in awe of my dad's ability to soak in information he is just um some people might call book smart or, um, but he also is really good in, in picking up social cues and things of that nature. Like he just absorbs things in that way, but he's a Renaissance guy in that way. He, again, pick up a book on chess. He can play chess now. Let's go camping. 
All right, I got to figure out how to be a woodsman. He is just, you know, get my degree in computer science and binary. So I was always like, I always wanted to be as smart as my dad. Yeah. Like that was something I remember thinking, like, if I could just, if I could read everything, maybe I'll be as smart as my dad. So I remember like really, like, really looking up to him in that way. And then my mom's work ethic for it. For as long as I knew my mom, she was holding down a job or two. Yeah. And uh, I knew how much she hated her job, like hated her job, but (laughs) showed up every day and did her nine to five or whatever. Um, She retired from that job and it was to take care of us and to have medical and to, you know, like, yeah, that's the work ethic. Like you do what you got to do to, to survive. Um, and I think I definitely got that work ethic from her and, and just get it done. And, you know, this is what we got to do. And, um, that I definitely absorbed that from them growing up. Um, but then I also had a healthy dose of like celebrity idolization because in our house, we had cable TV and dad had records. Mm-hmm. So I was playing air guitar to ACDC. I was watching MTV music videos, you know, um, was definitely a Michael Jackson kid. It was the eighties <laughs> and the nineties. So I was moonwalking across that wood floor. Um, so I really, I really like became obsessed with pop stars and musicians and um, mimicking them and just, you know, like, oh, i got to dance like that or yeah. Um, I really want Janet Jackson's like best, you know, I really wanted that. <laughs> like get that somehow I would be better. Um, <laughs> <Not> so, <laughs> oh, Janet. Um, but yeah, so yeah, as a kid, like just that, I, it's interesting, like celebrities and, um, and just, I don't know, like the eighties and nineties kind of pop culture of videos yeah, fandom fandom and like, fandom right like really being dedicated because you had to sit down at the tv at specific times to yeah. get that content like you couldn't just it's not like just scrolling on instagram there was no instagram like there was no kids kids before the computers there was no facebook <laughs> like, you would have to watch a, a channel called tv guide and it would just scroll through the channels. I didn't uh, have that. Um, yeah. <laughs> all I had was Pax TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? A hero of mine, Miss Della Reese, when Ooh. you walk down the road, oh, no. every burden, every load. Yes. <laughs> I. I lived for a touch by an angel, mm-hmm. and that white woman, Monica, she was so troubled uh, <laughs> by all of her little missions, mm-hmm. but Del Reese was like, baby, you're going to be all right. It's going to be and, okay. And that little dove left her when she, <laughs> I was like, yes. Well, so I am aware of the TV show. I did not watch it as a kid. What's the, what's the high level premise of touch by an angel? The premise is that behind, basically, behind every <laughs> every good thing that has happened to like to like change your life, there is an angel. 
that was assigned to that okay. case. And they were helping you move toward the right decision for you. Not necessarily like, I won't, it was inspirational. It wasn't all, it wasn't like yeah. gospel. It was sure. more inspirational. So like, they, but they still were like, they still had their own personalities and had their like, oh, I don't want to do this. But she has to go through this. I know this. And like, there was one, there was one where I think they were helping uh, Billie Holiday with like the strange oh. fruit. Like she didn't want to go on stage and sing uh, strange fruit, but they were like. Touched by an angel go. wrote an episode where they encouraged her to perform. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was good so time. good. That's I love it. <laughs> Is it. Was this. Was the show more about the angels, like the angels were reoccurring, or the living people had reoccurring? Was anybody the like- angels were reoccurring? So it was only three angels. Oh, okay. It was a male angel, Monica, and then Della. Okay, Della was like the head girl. Gotcha. And she was like, "You better get out there and do what I tell you to do." Like she was mama, but still giving like very much holy, very much like we are out here to help. And Monica was like, I'm new to this and, you know, I just want to help people, but I'm still going through my like teenage phase of angeldom. And, but she wasn't like, it wasn't like a bad teenager. It was like, girl, sure. you don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> like gotcha. Yeah. You are, if you're just tuning in, we are, this is our Touch by an Angel rewatch podcast. So listen, um, I will rise and <laughs> I will walk with thee. Mm. So was yeah. that was was that a show that came on in in your house as a kid that like everybody watched or that it was on came? regular TV so like it I won't like me and my mama when we caught it we caught it it yeah. wasn't okay. something like we just sat down like because we had to go to church so right when it was on we were watching it because it was a good show gotcha okay yeah so and I, it was that and like Arthur but for me like. <laughs> Like DW. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, Arthur was a brat. But you know what? Arthur was the first Moesha. Oh, the first Moesha. Yeah. I don't think was. I've heard that argument. Okay. But because he wanted things the way that he wanted it, and everybody else, you know, had things going on in their lives. Buster Bunny had things going on in his life. That's fair. I hear you. Muffy don't always want people, you know. I got you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, argue with your mama. You don't have to argue with me. <laughs> That's aim for here. So, so at what point do you remember, like, do you remember, like, becoming a fan of something or, like, kind of idolizing people, like, when you opened up to more pop culture? Well, or how did that work for you? I mean, when I was a when I was young, I liked gospel artists. Um, Ty Tribbett was cool. I remember, um, oh my God, I don't remember what the album was called, but it was Kiera Kiki Sheard. And she came out with her, I wanna, it wasn't her first album, but it was just like so different. And like the music was very heavily uh, popular music based. Mm. 
uh, there's one song called You Don't Know, and it was so good. But the the real part of the album for me was that it had b-sides that had remixes to the other songs to the to the first songs yeah every single song on that album was something that i was like if i was an artist this is the type of artist i want to be yeah and it was just so good so like i guess like that would have been my like first fangirl like moment is yeah. like if I had ever went to go see her I would have been like ah he's the sweetest thing that I've ever known I was like ah I love it but um yeah and I, I mean but I wouldn't say that they were my heroes because I very much knew where the Lord stood or the version of the Lord that was portrayed to me like, sure i knew where that that stood and i was like i'm on the left side i'm not right so um i wouldn't call them my heroes because your heroes shouldn't have pitchforks coming at you mm. Um, mm. um but i did enjoy i enjoyed their music and i think that I think that's a big part of why I'm able to, for a, for a lot of artists, there are just some artists I'm not gonna be able to do it with because their their art encompasses why I don't, why I shouldn't like them. But, mm. um, but most of the time I can pretty much separate the art from the artist because I've had to most of my life. Yeah. Um, and I just, so I don't, I, I, I guess I've always kind of understood that these people are people. Now, if I was to ever meet them, it would be like, oh my God, I love your music. Um, but I would leave them alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I would shake their hand and be like, yes, absolutely. Um, there's a few people like Jasmine Sullivan I would want a picture I would just want to like have a, a melodic run of some sort like harmonization moment uh -huh. but other than that like I'm good like if I met you and we had a conversation you know who I am now for the two seconds that you'll remember yeah but yeah did all right completely sidetracking did Ooh. you ever listen to a band called dc talk no okay that's okay i i had to throw it in there it's the only christian band like rock band i'm aware of see um, i didn't get into like christian music yeah. there's a difference so there's christian and then there's gospel <laughs> okay so, like there's hill song and then there's Tamala Man. Mm, okay. Both of them do, you know. Actually, I feel like Tamala Man stole a couple of their songs and like redid them. Mm -hmm. But what is Hill Song? Um, our God is an awesome God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that. Um, but then Kirk Franklin took it 
for the gospel side. Our God is an awesome God. It rains from heaven all the way. We the power and love our God is an awesome God. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Um, it's different. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not. Um, it, it's a different flavor. But <laughs> no, there was a there was a band in the '90s called DC Talk. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends let me borrow their live CD. And from what I gathered, they were a very popular Christian rock band, but they also would like morph their sound to whatever was popular at the time. So mm-hmm. when so, like, I. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so when I found them, they were doing more of the rap rock kind of stuff that I was also listening to at the time. Yeah. And there's a couple tracks on that live CD. As somebody who's not religious and not Christian in any way, yeah. um, they have a song called Jesus Freak, which the live version of Jesus Freak is a banger. And if you could imagine me listening to Marilyn Manson and then pumping Jesus Freak in, in my stereo back to back, that was definitely happening in 1997. So I want to challenge you for one song, one okay. song only when it comes to um gospel so tone was also someone that i vocally would have loved to emulate okay um he actually is goes by a whole nother name now called b slate he's an r&b artist um just an amazing like vocal range yeah um probably the father of a lot of these kids out here who are doing uh, a lot of these like vocal runs and stuff. Yep. Uh, he's probably the inspo for a lot of them. Uh, but the song is called Alive 2, like the number two. Okay. Um, it's on the Out of the Box uh, album. It is Tone and the Peculiar People. Okay. It is, it is gospel, but radical. Like, oh, nice. Okay. Worlds of difference. Uh, and I loved it. I actually went to go, I went to that concert. I want to say, because they were at um, Carowinds, either Carowinds or Bush Gardens, one of them. Mm-hmm. And the church took us, and I was like 17, 18, maybe 19 at that point. 17 or 18 but um it was number one i was like this too many people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i'm scared and i i've never been one to ride rides anyway i'm fat but i just like i just knew that like being out at carowinds in the heat uh worshiping god wasn't for me Mm -hmm. um but i enjoyed the music yeah yeah. Okay, so it's Tone. Tone. T O N E X. E X. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the song is Alive 2. Two. Like okay. the number two. Challenge accepted. It is. You're going to be like. <laughs> I'll put it on. No, I'll put it on. I promise. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. Okay, fair. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Bye. Three, two, one. We're back. 
back, everybody. Every time, Tim, that I now I unpause this freaking Zoom and she goes, the recording is in progress. I can only hear your, the recording is in progress. And I'm like, so good. Um, <laughs> thanks to everybody who watched and liked that that TikTok. Uh, one I really think ones. that we should probably make put that on t-shirts. <laughs> the recording is in progress. That's right. Can't, no copyright. Don't want to get sued by Zoom, but that was pretty, was pretty good. I like it. I mean, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, we have merch, of course. Uh, we got merch. Yeah, go out and buy it for us. Um, it's yes, really linktree.com slash cub and chub. Yes. Um, so, Bear, we are adults, right? We're no this longer kids. Um, and sometimes people let us down and make us feel ways that we never thought that they could. Yeah. Um. So for you, have you ever had people who you hold to high esteem uh, that have fell from their pedestal in your head? I mean, I have. I will say, you know, a lot of the examples I think of are, again, celebrities or popular creators who um, wade into the waters of what a lot of people would now call cancel culture. Um, if you're looking for a hot topic word um but yeah like i i i I worship at the altar of joss whedon for a very long time uh buffy the vampire slayer is just one of my favorite favorite fantasy worlds i absolutely love that and angel and everything that 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 show represented and a lot of other uh, oh wait what sorry Every t- this happens every time you say Joss Whedon. Uh huh. Of Joss Stone, the British white the British soul singer, blue-eyed soul singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is. Well, she did. She did not create Buffy. But I was just I, like, I was like Buffy. I was like, oh, <laughs> Joss Whedon. Sorry, it's okay. No, no. no. I, I was like, why are you laughing at me? I'm burying my soul. Oh, Joss Stone. I get it. No, yeah, mm. that makes sense. Sorry. All good. All good. Yeah. But um, he was, you know, in the late 90s, he was really held up as a uh, as a uh, somebody who pro feminist and wrote a lot of stories that were female forward and female empowerment, um, which which I think at the time he would say he he did Um, unbeknownst to a lot of people. He was apparently creating a very toxic work environment. and um, did not know that until much later in his career. People held that under their caps for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of came out that he's, he's done some really sucky things on set and things that, um, things that you hope that people that you think are good people just wouldn't do, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I am all for understanding people in pressured situations getting frustrated and lashing out i mean who amongst us you know um but um whether we have just got more aware as a society of the do's and don'ts and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable yeah um and those things catch up to you you know that is what it is you know if if it had been something that was in the past and was apologized for, that's one thing, but there are also just more recent examples of things that are just not cool. Um, so that was really sad. I, that That's somebody I've always hold up, held up really high. 
along with um, the Dark Wizard herself, J.K. Rowling. You know, that was that that one hurt. That one hurt. It, it was one of those things where it was like it was uh, it was one of those things where I was like, how did we get here? Like, <laughs> why why is this the hill? Yeah, like, why why is it this and? You know, and it was also that thing where, like, she created this. She created this world that people love. Mm-hmm. The story is ultimately about love and sacrifice, and um, she then comes out and outs one of the characters as being queer and gay, and and that was one of those yeah. things where it's like, oh, this person where like there wasn't really any queer or diversity necessarily in the series. Yeah, but she found a way to talk about it or incorporate it afterward, and. Um, also the same thing with Hermione. Hermione, being, I was gonna say the the yeah. blind color casting of Hermione in the in yeah. the play, and it's like, okay, like this is great, and this is somebody who gets it, and and then she she drove into this turf bullshit, and it's like, damn it, yeah, damn it. <laughs> I guess it's just like an example that you know there's still work to be done like like you can get it on some fronts and yeah just drop the ball and you're just yeah. like well, stay right here with my <laughs> and bury my head in this sand like and then and then so here's the other thing so i i don't want to go off on the tangent and i don't want to talk about somebody that you really just do not care about but i've got it i think it's funny so i'm just going to mention it so paul stanley is one of the lead singers of the band kiss yes okay and paul is quickly approaching 70. Mm-hmm. okay he is an older gentleman um and i don't think i've ever seen his face though he, he he's more popular in makeup yeah as the kiss guy but yeah he's not as a lot of people wouldn't recognize him out of makeup um paul <laughs> Kiss is one of those bands that definitely in the 70s um, were, they were a rock band, but they were doing makeup. They were doing really big shows. And Paul is a very sensitive, flamboyant man. Mm-hmm. Um, and his voice even, you know, we're getting into like a Little Richard kind of, kind of big, almost pasture-like presence on stage. Yeah. Listen, everybody, let me tell you. He's got a big, great, like, just as an intense voice that's supposed to be ringleader, but kind of turns into comical clown. Mm. It's amazing. I love him. But there's some flamboyancy. There's some femininity there in, in terms of what they're doing. Um, their big influence on hair metal, which was also androgynous. Yes. Anyway, this, and some people would say what they do is a very, is a different version of drag. Let's just putting on your hair and makeup and your wigs and putting on your tall, tall, high heel platform boots. Dressing, resembling a girl. And we are a G. And they do right. it, and they did it great. <laughs> and, and it's fun and it's entertaining. And they, they wrote some catchy songs while they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Paul Stanley decided to put out a Twitter uh, statement, letting people know There's that he first, did that. Listen. <laughs> Take your 60, 70 year old ass Get away off. from Twitter. Get off. 
Get off, Paul. Just stop. Just so I don't want to say I don't want to generalize it and say everybody that is that age should just stay away from Twitter. But you're on you're on your farewell tour. You're trying to get off the stage and retire, and you're crashing the plane as you do it because your publicist didn't change your Twitter password to keep you off. So he puts out a statement letting people know that he doesn't think children should be getting gender reassignment surgery. And we really got to stop letting these kids uh, change their genitals. So so that's a that's a very brief summary of what he really said. But what it really told me is that Paul Stanley is old as shit. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And you think children are coming out of the womb and we're changing he, their he he doesn't know the difference between gender identity, sexual identity, gender expression. These are things that he does not understand. No, and I so think somebody he would realize that he's all of that. Like, and, and I also like, think he's an. I think right. I also think like somebody told him like, Paul, have you heard about all these kids waking up and wanting to like chop their genitals off? And he goes, I feel like what? TMZ just stopped him uh, yeah. in the parking lot and just said something random to right and he's like no i don't like we can't be chopping off kids and this it just screams old and outdated and and misinformed yeah because otherwise this guy has really been a a a really sweet open uh charismatic and very i would say welcoming kind of personality for all or has he just been quiet or has (laughs) he been fucking quiet as shit that's the thing it's like when when your heroes and people you look up to and stuff like that, when they let you down, usually it's when they open their mouth. When they open their mouth. <laughs> or they start Twitter fingering. Yeah. Like it is <laughs> Twitter fingering. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's just just shut up shut up shut up (laughs) just it's enraging it's enraging because my thing is this okay like you said he's getting off of his fail war fail where to whatever i can't yeah he's getting off of that tour he wants to retire right yeah streaming these songs um going to see whatever bio like biopics that they may do on him he might want to like i don't know the gays of yesteryear probably want him to like come to their prides he's missing out on so much money now (laughs) so much like shut up (laughs) just you you sound stupid like why why do this to to yourself really because at the end of the day you made this tweet people got angry they will never remember exactly what you said they will just remember that you ain't shit and they won't support you and (laughs) the people who will still support you who may actually think that what you said was true or in that same like they're like see he gets it and paul's like yeah i don't want to chop off kids stuff it's like you are you no one is saying we should be chopping off kids things i don't that is not the conversation who said that who's saying this who said now, that? do you want to get to a very do you want to get into a very nuanced conversation about intersex children and the very difficult conversations that 
yeah. those kids and their parents have to make at a young like you don't want to have that conversation because you don't even know they exist yeah no because so anyway so we're we're not dealing with oh my gosh my hands i'm so frustrated okay. <laughs> so, let yeah. me breathe let me breathe sorry um but oh, but uh, the other reason i wanted to bring this up is because i don't give paul stanley a pass necessarily yeah i that feels I, the jk rowling and joss whedon and they're kind of for some reason and i think I, it might be an ageist issue with me paul stanley being old and misinformed and getting on his twitter doesn't doesn't offend me or hurt me in the yeah, same way as some other things. And above, I, I, I don't expect to change your mind, Grandpa. That's, I don't. I don't want to actually. I don't want. No, I don't want to talk to you. Right. And I hope and, you have enough money to go to the home. Like, right. I expect to have like we could we. I expect to have very limited interaction with you on these topics because I'm I'm making some pretty biased assumptions on who I think you are anyway. Yeah. So. When that happens, I'm less inclined to be like, you know, drop Paul Stanley, you're the worst. I'm like, get just let him go to the home. He's done his yeah. thing. I love rock and roll and I it's fine. Um, JK Rowling still trying to put out books and build franchises. So and people who I don't and it's and influence people whatever, at a certain whatever age she is or whatever age they are. For some reason for me, 70 and up, I don't I don't even worry about changing their mind. I don't, because I'm just like, eventually you will die off. Like, that is sure. what it is. But, like, when it comes to, like, 60s and down, well, you're still in the limelight. You're still doing things. I think it also has to do with influence and power, right? Yeah. Because on one level, it's like, Paul, Paul's got his few fans. That he's he's not, but, but somebody who actually has people's ears and can do stuff and create things that feels different like you were yeah. saying this and I fucking hate it you were saying this and I'm like just just get on the sidelines I, I don't have time to deal yeah. with you I think that's probably where mine is it's even less age it's like you don't have any power you just sound like you're dumb you have millions of followers and you're you're you might actually be causing harm to people and encouraging physical violence yeah. and sorry Sorry. I, no, 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 I completely, I completely understand. I'm just like, I, power, because we don't exactly know how much power he has. Like, sure. To be influential over somebody who does have more platform than he does, that can give him more of a platform. You know what sure. I mean? Like, he could talk to, you know, uh, the last, the last president and he could let him on whatever Twitter or platform that he has, you know? Yeah. And it could, it could become this thing. I just like, I know that sometimes things have to die off with a generation. <laughs> like, like the antiquated things that people think to a certain degree, you're never going to change because you don't see that side of life. Yeah. You're never going to see me as a person. You're never going to see trans people as people who deserve the rights that they need. Just because you don't know us, 
you don't know anybody that has come out to you as such and don't think that they're not there they're there they just knew how to live quietly and that's what you want for the rest of the world yeah a lot of people are back like i wish we could go back to the good old days i'm like mm, it who was it good for like <laughs> like it, you have to think about like when you say things like that um but that's a, another tangent for another day but yeah like but how did you feel when you saw like JK, JK say her first um her first misstep I guess um like were you an apologist or confused no, bewildered? I, was igno- I was ignorant I didn't know what she was talking about oh. I, I wasn't even aware of the issue I, I didn't know what turf meant yeah I didn't know what I didn't realize that what she was really trying to say is that only real women are real women. I didn't yeah. understand what the fight or argument was because I've I've been aware of what transgender people or who transgender people are, but yeah. I was not aware of struggles and issues within within these communities. And so yeah. between her and even Dave Chappelle in the last few years and trying to understand what the argument is, yeah, and what the problem is and what people are asking for in terms of fairness and just being able to survive. Um, it's like, part of it was saying, what is she saying? And yeah. going, oh, that's what she's saying. Well, that doesn't sound right. Like, so um, yeah, I wasn't, I don't, I don't think I was ever an apologist for her when she initially screwed up. It was more about, I don't know what this topic is. Yeah. Um, so, and I kind of wish more people would, you know, at least question that part of it and not take it at face value because I could definitely have gone a different way where I was like, yeah, no, only real, only people with vaginas, you know, can have suffered in that specific way. And therefore they're only like, I I could have easily seen myself going down that path, having not uh, educated myself and and just be be humane. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't, (laughs) it baffles me when people are, limiting in that way yeah um because when you when you get divisive you really are hurting yourself right like for example when women are so staunchly against trans women being quote-unquote real women you're taking away somebody's womanhood who could help you fight for your right to have reproductive rights. Yeah. You are taking away somebody else's like voice that can amplify yours just as much. (laughs) Yeah. Me joining your team doesn't take away what women have dealt with and how they've suffered and how far that gender has come. Adding to that, adding to that group of accepting people doesn't yeah. take away from what has happened or take away your womanhood. And um, people get so wrapped up with like labels. Like I I had, I had a, a friend text me the other day. Uh, uh, um, 
it was like a reel or something uh, in which somebody was talking about that they really wish they would t speak about people and say birthing people, not just people like women mm -hmm. when they're talking about like reproductive rights and stuff like that, because we forget trans men have, you know, the reproductive organs of people who can have children. Mm -hmm. so, and she, she kind of like rolled her eyes. She was like, oh, it's a new term. And I was like, it's not exactly a new, like, I think you, people are just so lazy, like they don't want to learn. And right. I, I had to tell her, I was like, when you, when you, I was like, why don't you want to learn a, about like somebody's experience so that they can help you with yours if they, if they could. And she was like, it's not that I don't want to learn about it. It's just like, why is it? It's always something new. And I'm like, it's not new. I was like, you have, there have been trans men, trans women, trans masculine, trans feminine people on the planet since the planet's been having humans. <laughs> like, right. They just have not necessarily had the platform that they, they have now, but you haven't had the platform you had until now to, you know, be, I was like, it's just very exclusionary and very odd to me. And she was like, you just don't get it. And I was like, I don't, and I don't want to. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to get to a place where I understand why you would want to exclude somebody. <laughs> like, right. like, I just don't, that's not, that's not my journey. <laughs> no. Great for you, because I guess everybody has to have an adversary, but, it's just really odd to me. Everybody, we'll be right back. Bye, <laughs> We're back. We're back, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Bear, do you have any shout outs? I do. Let's shout out uh, a few people. We got Richard Snyder. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, Jake Hogan. Hello, Jake. Hi, Jake. And Dre Burwell. Dre, how you doing? Dre Burwell. I know Dre. you well. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everybody. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us in a lot of areas. Actually, Tim, where can people find us? I mean, anywhere a white man has owned. Um, <laughs> be it Twitter at Cub and Chub, be it TikTok at Cub and Chub, be yep. it Facebook at Cub and Chub, or Gmail, which is Google. Um, <laughs> at we are Cub and Chub at gmail.com. That is W E A R E C O E. Forget it. It is we are. Chub at gmail.com. You know how to spell, girl. You know how to spell. We believe in you. Uh, Tim, what's making you live this week? So, uh, after a brief recess, my favorite podcast, The Read, has come back. The Read! Um, I love them so much. They gave me 
such joy and tears uh, this episode. Yeah. Um, shout out to Kid Fury. Uh, thank you for being here and giving all that you have to us. Um, and shout out to Crystal. Uh, we love you so much. Um, and I'm living for them. So thank you. Love you guys. What are you living for, sir? What am I living for? Well, you may not know this, Tim, but it is Virginia Renaissance Fair time in Virginia. I heard about it. That's right. All the people are dressing up and going into open fields and having a blast. And um, I know somebody in this household is very excited for that. So don't you dare. Don't you dare sing the Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Al's going to be so mad. Um, so, <laughs> um, it's, it's Ren Fair time and that's always a lot of fun to do with a partner. So excited for that. And then the next big thing on the calendar, um, is Atlantic City Ooh. or Tina Fey and Amy Poehler with the, uh, college crew. So Put down $20 um, for me. Yeah. We'll do baby. Oh <laughs> um, so really excited about that. So making those plans and just looking forward to the future in general. So also I'm looking forward to seeing somebody. I mean, I didn't want to say anything. But next weekend, baby. It's happening. That's right. Coming Trump is coming together. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. There is, speaking of Chubbs, um, oh. there is a Chubb event that's coming to this area the weekend after you come oh and so i i have i'm thinking about putting down a uh a, a registration fee and going that, that's a four-day weekend things can be did yeah um we we need to take this offline we need to take this offline yes. <laughs> oh my god be giving out things okay I, I gotta clear out things <laughs> okay well, we'll come back piss is gonna be so good <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to the other episode. If you if you know, you know. Oh Shout out God. to Will. Timothy. <laughs> so good to see you smile, baby. Look at you. Look at you. I take myself out. I can't. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna say this. Okay. That mini chub. Uh-huh. I listened to it at least six times yeah. it was so cute i love you so much Aww. i uh, that that was listen we we're not really strangers get 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 out there with your friends and start asking some questions yeah that was a really special episode yeah i was doing on the way down on the way back and i was like oh my god we're adorable right <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is everything. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. Love you. Right, we'll see you next week. Drink your water. Mind your business. Eat ass. Bye. Bye. Bye.